0: Welcome to Washoe Life, the podcast about real people and real issues right here in Washoe County. I'm your co-host, Nancy lewin And
1: I'm Bethany Drysdale, and I'm so excited for our guests here today.
0: I am too. You know, by the way, we met our guest just last week, earlier this month, at a board meeting. Um, this particular young man came and did public comment to our five commissioners, which I think takes bravery.
1: It takes a lot of bravery. So we are joined by Michael Laird and his wonderful, beautiful mother, Angela. So when we met you, you came to talk um, about specialty court. And Michael, your story just grabbed us. When you were up there, Nancy and I were poking each other. Oh my gosh, this guy is, he's so good. We want to hear him. We want you to share your story with our listeners because it was just so good and your enthusiasm came through. Uh, So first tell me, I don't like speaking in front of people, even though it's my job. (laughs) How
2: is that for you? Uh, Personally, I do not mind public speaking. I actually kind of enjoy it. However, for this particular experience, I was unprepared. I I was also kind of unaware of what the situation was. I just knew I should show up. Uh, my probation, my old probation officer, my old judge, they were like, hey, come come through for us. I said, okay, I'll be there. And all of a sudden, I was in front of multiple different board commissioners, and it was a much more exciting and uh, important experience than I was prepared for.
0: And I love how uh, we've already given a little teaser here about saying you're old probation officer and you're old. Tell us, Michael, why were you here to speak with the commissioners?
2: Uh, personally, I was here to uh, share my experience about the program that I had uh, had the opportunity to go through versus the alternative opportunity, which would have been jail. Wow. That's not,
0: I
1: mean, that that's a big topic today, and that's that's going to be our discussion. It is. And Angela, I saw you in the meeting. You were, sta- or you were sitting there teary-eyed. I mean, yes. clearly it was emotional for you. What was it like to see your, I want to say your baby boy, but clearly he's not a baby boy anymore, up well. there speaking to commissioners?
3: Uh, they're always your baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, it was really the moment that I had been looking forward to for a very long time. Um, this journey was has been long, and um, and Mike's worked very hard these last few years to um, get through that program and to get back to us and be a family again. Absolutely. Yeah. How old are you, Mike? Uh, I'm 29. 29. Okay. So where did this start?
2: Yeah, let, let's start oh. with your... Let's go
0: back a little bit and just... just whatever you're comfortable with,
1: but let's start about your story.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not going to get too in-depth with it because uh, it's not the most exciting or nice story. However, uh, if you could imagine, uh, I went through about every mental institution, rehab, jail, anything along those 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 lines from the ages of about uh, four, 15, 15 on uh, until I – was about i guess 26 wow. so yeah that's kind of how i fell into uh the program okay
0: and and through uh, addiction clearly absolutely and how how about you angela at that for you it
3: well when your son fires you basically when you're when he's 15 and um things become out of your control and um as a mom, that's not something that you allow or you ever are prepared for. Right. Um, for for us, the journey started slower, but once it got going, it really got going. Um, addiction wasn't something that was going to happen in our house. My son was an IB student. We had <laughs> <laughs> we had IB meaning that- uh, international baccalaureate. Oh at yeah. Ooh, um, so yeah, so so you're here. He a was tough very school. brilliant. Um, brilliant is very yes. brilliant. Um, yes. We we had it all you know, he played lacrosse, he played football, he was the prom you know prom king nominee we We really felt like he was the all altogether kid and on he was the altogether kid, and he was also falling very quickly into the throes of addiction and he was struggling and yeah. struggling yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh amazing though it, and it, and it is you know you but i don't know <laughs> just just to to come in and have bravery to talk to us to talk to commissioners, to share your story, that's not an easy thing to do. Thank
1: you. I'm curious. um, Tell us a little bit about your experience with specialty court. Is this court ordered? Is it it an option? Were you angry, like, I don't want to do that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, when I was initially uh, arrested, apprehended, however you want to call it, um, I was put on, like uh, – slight supervision and I just I screwed everything about that up I could not pass a drug test I could I couldn't show up to where I need to show up to I was half a second basically away from just serving my time uh I through some sort of intervention with my higher power my internal self whatever happened I knew at this point that I, I had run the gambit enough and I I personally went to the hospital and checked myself in good for you Um When I landed in the hospital, uh, on my way to the Mm -hmm. hospital, it was actually the day of my arraignment. Since it was COVID-ish, it was uh, through uh, FaceTime. Uh As I pulled into the hospital parking lot, my arraignment rings. (laughs) I do my arraignment. I tell the judge, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'm going to go check myself into this hospital. And he said, Mr. Laird, I don't care what you do. Just tell somebody. Bam. Ooh. Wow. And so I checked into the hospital, um, you know, spent a few weeks there, spent a few weeks in a a mental facility that's no longer around. It was called West Hills. It was, you know, um, a a really good program. Um, And after that, I landed in rehab, real rehab, spent a year there, a little more than a year there, thought I was good. And I hear from my DA and everybody, they're like, no, 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 after you've done all this rehab and you've been doing all this stuff, now you can go to specialty court too.
1: (laughs) Okay.
2: And for me, I was like, no, I don't want to do that, you know, but honestly, that's where I always screwed up was right there, right after that first couple like year, year, eight months, 10 months, whatever. Mm -hmm. Once I got my head back on my shoulders, that is when I screwed up.
0: So, so really, and 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 it makes sense then when you when we heard you speak and we're hearing you speak now.
2: S- did specialty court change your life? Specialty court absolutely changed my life. Um, specialty court was the piece of the puzzle that helped me bring the. Re- it's like uh, when you build a puzzle and you build the borders first, so you can get the rest of the picture. I had a lot of puzzle pieces from going to rehab. You know, I had some really great puzzle pieces, but I didn't know how to build the puzzle. Specialty court gave me the border, and I filled in the rest of the pieces. Yeah.
1: And when you were here speaking before the the Board of County Commissioners, you spoke very much from the heart about the judges, the probation officer. I mean, our group photo, I love it. You have your arm around the (laughs) officer. Uh, what, What do they mean to you? How did they help with that?
2: Uh it's funny you ask because when I when I tell my fam when I told my family I said you know never in my life did I ever think I'd be hugging a cop <laughs> with a gun on his hip in <laughs> uniform you know and a judge who who was basically the decider between if I was going to go rot for a while or not mm-hmm. you know Yeah and uh to have that personal relationship with them now to to, because you know during my court it was not a personal relation I I mean yes somewhat with my probation officer he was able to help me and walk me through some situations and help guide me but you know the as much personal as you want it to be with the judge it's very impersonal you know so to evolve that relationship and have what I have now feel because of specialty court and because of recovery and because of all these things that, that I never like thought I could do it's wonderful Can I ask you, yours was particularly called CAP Court. What does that stand for? Community Assistance Program. And it was for offenders, um, relatively first-time offenders. However, it could be some multiple uh, offenders, uh, certain charges, drug-related, things like that. It helped them not have to face severe jail time for mistakes, you know.
0: And I think that's important for people to understand our justice system actually has have multiple resources
2: like these, right? hundred um, percent. All of it's a resource. I, I hate to say, it, but even down to jail, you know, jail is a resource. Jail helps people. I have friends who have been to jail and they are OK now, you know, and, and that's their program that they were going through that experience of 10 years in prison. And now he's OK, you know. And, and that's that's wonderful and I see like because of the assistance that I had because of the court programs, who I am because of it and I see my other friend who who has three kids and has a wonderful life just bought his own home because he he he, he was afforded these resources yes, it sucks when we're sitting in there it does <laughs> but you learn some things you know you do you you if you want to I'm not saying everybody does and that's unfortunate you know but if you want to those resources are are un uh, Like, uh, uh, invaluable. They are absolutely invaluable. Something you said
1: that stuck with me was anybody can get, everybody does get sober, basically, in jail. I mean, you have to. You have to. But it's beyond that that really counts, that really matters. And that's what you had with specialty court. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, it's really... um... It's really struct. It's really how um, how you structure your life, you know. Like like you said, anybody can. I got clean tons of times, locking myself in a hotel, locking myself in a car, sleeping under a bridge. You know, it didn't matter. it would happen, you know. Uh, and and f- and for me, um, uh, sorry, no, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> can I take a drink? Yeah, yes, please, of course. <laughs> absolutely. I, well, <laughs> let you take
1: a drink, and I'm going to ask your mom a couple questions. So, Angela. I would imagine you're here with your son. You yes. are clearly a support system. But who supports you?
3: Um so that's really tough in the beginning because um, you know, you're told put the mask on yourself mm-hmm. first. But you're a mom mm-hmm. and you're, you know, your baby is go is going down for all intents and purposes. So um I didn't seek help right away. I I was I was um I should have. I think if I was going to tell anyone else what to do, I would say Get yourself help first. Put the mask on yourself. Get to Al-Anon. Get to therapy. Get to something so that when they do come home, you're strong enough to receive them and you're strong enough to support them. Because you, you break too. Mm-hmm. You break too. That's that's the thing you love the most. And it's hurting itself. Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: You, when When he got into specialty court, when Michael did, did you think this was going to be it?
3: I was thrilled <laughs> with specialty court, like Mike said that is the missing piece um as a family um one of the for me, one of the most important things um for Mike's recovery was always that additional support. How do we get other resources? how do we get more tools? How do we get more um support for him and 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 there is a lot of support for him, but you're the one coordinating all that as the parent and as the resource and sometimes I used to feel like I was just kind of um, screaming into the abyss mm-hmm. yeah. because I knew that I had this beautiful baby bird <laughs> that had just that 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 had just kind of had a broken wing and, and they've sent they send those birds home to you but you don't really know how to take care of that you don't really know how to support it you don't yeah. know how to be and you don't know how to not be hurt from the experience you don't know how to um, Recover yourself. <laughs> yeah. And so those support systems, Al-Anon, Narnon, all of those different um, support groups are incredibly valuable. I've, I've attended Al-Anon for 10 years. And um, uh, the combination of Al-Anon therapy and uh, some other help really makes a big difference. That's fabulous. Yeah. Um,
1: so...
2: Can I say yes, one thing? please do. I was going to say also with those resources with specialty court, like with all of that, I think, honestly, specialty court helped my mom too. Like, like it sounds futile, but like things like those drug tests and like things like that, it didn't just like reinforce, I already kind of honestly at that point knew what I wanted. I wanted to be clean. You know, like I wanted sobriety. I wanted a life. And, and I had said that before, but not in the way that I had. But she had seen me say that a million times. So for her, also, you know, those things like me having to drug test and me having to show up and be accountable in front of um, law enforcement, me having to check in with probation officers, me having to do all of those things, as much as it helped me and grow, it helped her grow as well. It was like a, almost like a tag team effort from, from the experience.
0: And that's what I like about I love about this conversation too, and just having people think. You know, we think about the courts, and we think, oh, a punitive, punitive. Clearly, it it can go the flip side because you seemed very close with your probation officers, Absolutely. and the, and you you clearly you can have a a different experience with the courts.
2: It can be a positive experience. It doesn't have to be. Um, You know, just a bad experience. I have had friends also who have had really bad experiences in in programs. They are locked up every other week. They, uh, not not failed out of drug court, but like I mean, they were in old school drug court and they were in jail every other freaking weekend. They were never. They could never get it together. You know, there's people who make it a bad experience too, and I've met people like that too. But really, I think overall, if you want to have an opportunity to have somewhat of a better experience than what you're currently having you just have to accept what's going on and just grab onto this grab onto specialty court grab onto rehab grab onto your family grab onto your dog i don't know your son i'm not a parent at all but just grab on to something and 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 hang on until you're there you know
1: did you have a support system as well through all of this if you had to rebuild your
2: support system i have always had somewhat of a support system. I personally have demolished my support system to where there was nothing pretty much left of it, I destroyed my support system, and then I also had to rebuild my support system, which is my relationship with family, friends, you know, Um, sometimes maybe it was a a girlfriend for a couple years, you know, things like that, and that I had as support systems, but then I just started using and started, you know, and it would just break them down and destroy them, so I would go through periods of time with zero support, and I would have to bring myself through those periods, you know, It's, it's not fun um you know I remember when I was working at the airport um I uh I, I saved up and bought a car you know and I was still homeless but I was sleeping in the car so at least it felt a little bit better you yeah, know yeah. just a little bit better to be sleeping in that car and then that gave me the next step to want to be better you know and then I had a friend who let me stay at his couch and then I could put gas in the car and then you know, it's, like, little steps that you have to take. And then, like, I could call my mom maybe, like, a couple months later. I could be like, Mom, I'm here. I'm alive. You know, I'm around. Uh, uh, like, can we maybe talk? Can we start building something? A- and then you kind of start building that support system back up. But all of us as addicts, we destroy it. We, we ruin everything. <laughs> I always go. <laughs> right. That's
1: <laughs> <But, sorry. laughs> So, Mom, what was it like to get those phone calls? Um,
3: You know, those phone calls were sometimes a relief. Um, yeah. As a mom, you look for a couple things: the green dot for Facebook to make sure they're yeah. there. Okay, okay. You rely on your heart. Can you feel them?
2: Uh-huh.
3: Um, when time got far, um, when when time when, when there were longer periods of time, I would mm-hmm. say to my husband, "I, I can't feel him. Mm-hmm. We need to go do something." Mm-hmm. Um, you find an addiction that there's not a lot you can do. You can't stop a moving freight train. Mm-hmm. You can try. I, I did, <laughs> but it won't work. Um, eventually, you um, you close your eyes and you think of moments like um, the way Judge Pearson looked at my son every time he saw him. Judge Pearson would light up, and for me to see someone else light up when my son walked into a room after so many years of everybody looking down when they even spoke about him was probably one of the most impressive parts of the entire court. Mm-hmm. I attended just about every hearing I, we spent, you know, that I didn't want to lose one minute. I lost too much time already, so I don't lose any time if I can help it.
0: Wow. (laughs) I think that's a, I think from a parental perspective, just to hear that, to hear you describe Judge Pearson.
1: That makes me tear up thinking about my children, and I know that feeling of lighting up when your child... When you see that somebody else sees what you see in your child, you're like, oh, they see it. They're still there, too. I get that. So tell me, um, we know that, you know, in recovery, in um, specialty court, the whole program, you must have learned some coping mechanisms that now you have to bring into the real world, Forgive me if that's not the right term. You've been in the real world. This is doesn't get more real than this. I but. think that's the right term. You know, you can <laughs>
2: come back from a fantasy land with something, Yeah, right? you know, Yeah, so, so
1: share with our listeners, you know, maybe some things that you learned that um, it'll be a piece of their puzzle. It may not be the whole thing, but it might be a piece of their puzzle.
2: So coping skills can definitely be a difficult um, kind of like um, cloud or like foggy mirror to figure out because all any place you go like for resources is going to talk about Oh, you need coping skills. You need to do, but like, at the end of the day, we've been our only coping skill is using. So we really don't know what a coping skill is. We don't even really know how to be. So for for the programs to to actually teach me different kinds of coping skills, like communication therapy, like things like not just with a with a therapist, but with other human beings, um, you know, talking through your feelings. Also, I've picked up hobbies. I, like again, obviously, you know but Mm -hmm. when I was using, I didn't have any, I don't have hobbies, you know, Mm -hmm. but hobbies, I think in, in, in real time I think if you have don't have hobbies you're not going to be a happy person if you put time into something and you enjoy it it's it's going to help whether that is a coping skill or not I think hobbies are very important like I build Legos I like collecting things like sneakers trading cards I love fashion I I I like television I like YouTube I like broadcasting I'm a streamer I you know I play video games all of these things I'm I'm just now again learning about myself. I should know these things at 29, but you know, my life path landed me here in Specialty Corps and and rehab and my family and myself, and, and everybody has helped me find stuff like that to to um, kind of roll along the, the railroad, you know. Um, Also, I guess the, like, other hobbies, I mean, other um, coping skills, uh, importantly, though, is, like, deep breathing, Mm -hmm. trying to get comfortable, that's, like, a big one for me. I spend a lot of time uncomfortable, like, very rigid sometimes, and I don't know why, so I'm learning now. It really helps me to, like, relax, like, lay down, maybe... Get you know, uh, p- make my phone, put it on vibrate, and put it under the back of my calf because you know I need something I just want to relax for a while. You, know, you never know. You never hey, th- know. hey, this is
0: good advice for all
2: of us, <laughs> and especially for kids in their twenties. Yeah,
0: you know. I'm thinking of everything you're saying is something I would say to my mm-hmm. young twenty somethings <laughs> as you're looking for employment. As you're
2: right, a hundred percent, all of that stuff it transfers into into real world stuff. If you're a happier person, you're going to be a more productive employee. You're. Uh, uh, people who are around you are going to be better, you know, if you bring positivity to around you, the your closest five people are going to be positive as well.
0: Anything you can think of that you would have told the Michael at Wooster at 15. What could you what could you tell? Wow. If you could go back and tell yourself anything.
2: Um, you know, my drill sergeant told me when I didn't know how to answer a question to tell you guys that that was a wonderful question, and I will get the answer, and I will get back to you on that. Oh, I well, think I'm he could be in our it. jobs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Honestly, that's really good. It is I good know. advice. <laughs> yeah, it's something to think about, and when you do, you just let us
2: know. Absolutely. I, I, I think
0: that's a tough question for any of us.
2: I appreciate you uh, putting the thought in my mind, because now it's something that I get to think about. There you go.
1: What about flipping that around and somebody who is going to meet their probation officer tomorrow Mm -hmm. and they happen to be listening to this today what would you tell them
2: trust him yeah trust him he's not trying to hurt you you know it's okay to trust I
0: can't top that I know I can't either what's next for you young man you have got a lot going on and you are amazing I've uh I, I, just, I love your energy. I, I I got I got Michael's energy from the back of the room. So there's yeah. just
2: let let's let's talk about what's next for you. Um, currently, uh, you know, I am working on my education. Uh, that is always going to be a continual goal for me. Um, however, I am working on a uh, a personal goal to uh, build my streaming content, and um, you know that will be my journey for the, the next uh, continuing, I guess, years. Do you want to tease our audiences or our
1: listeners with where they can find you? Uh,
2: you can find me at kick.com backslash didn't do it. <laughs> <I love that>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And Angela, what about you? What yeah. are, what's
1: your near and far future looking like?
3: Um, well, for me, I am just so enjoying having a family of four. Um, I often make jokes about um, our family of four because, you know, when, y- when addiction comes in, there's an empty chair often. And now we don't have any empty chairs. And our dinner table is full every night. We make it a point to have dinner together. We make it a point to get back some of those years that we lost along the way. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think I'm just really enjoying things like this, watching people see him the way I've seen him for so many years and knowing that potential is going to be realized and those opportunities are realized because of things like Cap Court, because of the structure, because of the support. Um, uh, those types of things are invaluable. Mike's right. Um, having having the drug testing, having all of those things, so that you don't have to be the probation officer. You can just be mom. Yeah, that's a really hard. Uh, you just want to be mom. So for me, that's what I'm going to do for my near future. I'm just going to be mom.
0: Amazing. <laughs> Oh, I, I want to I thank you both, <laughs> Michael, Angela, Laird. This has just been a wonderful conversation. And I also want, uh, we're, so for our next podcast, we're going to invite the people who make these specialty courts happen and do part two of this conversation. And
1: you are welcome to come back and join us if you'd like, Michael. I would
2: be more than happy awesome. to join you guys. Awesome. Thank
0: you so much. And, what, and we just really appreciate your time and your story and your honesty today. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you guys for
0: having us.
3: Thank you very much.
0: All right. Join us back here for Washoe Life. Have a good day.